Yo Pots. Check out Meet Mitch and Leawood for award-winning barbecue, outstanding atmosphere, and your destination to watch all your favorite March Madness action. Tailgating for opening day? Place your order online and pick up on way to the game. Meet Mitch Barbecue, East 95th and Mission in Ranch Martin North Shopping Center. Welcome back to The Pulse on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Producing the show is Jack Johnson. I'm Pat Strothman. Coming up in hour number two, we'll have KTV Sports Director Sully Ingles. It'll be a lot of fun talking to him about KUK State in Wichita State. But I do want to go back a little bit to Super Bowl 57. It was in Glendale, Arizona. And as much as we talked about the game here on the show, the one thing that we didn't really talk about all that much was really the field. And the field was really a big storyline in Super Bowl 57 with the Chiefs and the Eagles, players slipping, so on and so forth. And I could sit here and I could tell you my opinion on the field, so on and so forth. But any time that we have to talk about fields, grass, whatever it might be, we got to bring in a guy who studies it on a regular basis. Ben Hartman in the house, Director of Stadium Operations for the Wichita Wind Surge. Ben, good to see you. How are things going, man? We're inching closer to opening day here at Riverfront Stadium, so I'm sure a lot of work to be done here in the next couple of months or so. Yeah, hey, Pat, it's good to see you again. Thanks for having me on. Always enjoy coming and talking to you. Uh, We are very excited. We're getting after it on the field, chipping away. Really, you know, our opening day is April 11th, but we have Wichita State versus OU uh, March 28th. So we got to get ready for that and have the field ready. So it's just a few weeks out and we'll be playing baseball. Well, you like pressure. Love it. But I don't <laughs> feel like pressure. like pressure, but you don't feel pressure. I don't feel it. <laughs> right now, anyways. <laughs> well, last year was certainly a lot of fun. And I do, do got to bring up your accolades, groundskeeper of the year. That's pretty pretty sweet. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's very nice to be honored. But at the end of the day, uh, it's a team effort. I mean, I'm so proud of my crew, my guys. They, mm-hmm. they put in the work as well. And uh, we were able to do something pretty special. And now I'm excited because I think we're going to have a target on our back. But mm-hmm. uh, let's go uh, back to back. Have you already started the designs for opening day? Haven't even thought about it. Really? Oh, I mean, people are like, oh, do you spend time on that? No, it's like <laughs> we have a conversation. Oh, you want to do this? You want to do this? Okay, let's do it that way. And that's how it comes about. Okay, sounds good. Well, I'll be I'll be waiting. I can't wait to see what the design's going to look like for opening day in April here for the Wichita Winsturge. And I got to say, I know we don't really want to see rain all that often, but I'm kind of hoping for another tarp incident where Nick falls on the ground while I'm rolling the tarp. That was a legendary moment last year. Poor Nelson. And uh, <laughs> if you go back and look at that video, uh, he was pretty much carrying a third of the tarp by himself. So it's not his fault that he got tripped up. <laughs> well, Nick, if you are listening, which I don't think he is, he's probably out and about doing whatever. But Nick, if you are, just got to say shout out to you, man, because he took it like a champ. He got up and continued the run. So. And he's always smiling. And he's always smiling. Every day when he walks by the studio, he's always waving and smiling. Okay, so I'm sure you've been asked a lot. Super yeah. Bowl 57, it's the, the biggest stage for a sporting event. Everyone's watching it. And there's so many people watching the game going, wow, these guys, they just don't have good footing. And now everyone's switching cleats and so on and so forth. I'm sure those that know you probably picked up the phone and they go, Ben, what is going on? Why is there so many incidents? What is going on with this field? So let's just just dive right into that. And then I want to dive into a report that I see on, on ESPN. But 
But when that was going on, what were you thinking the entire time? Well, I feel bad in a way because I missed the whole entire second half of the game, which was apparently the best part of the game because mm-hmm. I was on my phone just talking um, to literally everyone. My phone was blowing up. Um, one thing that I actually – uh, really enjoyed was I went ahead and put a tweet out on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Almost has 21,000 views, which is pretty cool, and had some really good conversations and discussion with people all over the turf world. So it was really neat for that. Um, yeah, I'll just dive right into it. You know, I could spend two hours on this, but I'm going to try <laughs> to keep it simple, uh, just talk a little bit. So first and foremost, the thing that I want to remind people, as a sports turf manager, our job is player safety, mm-hmm. right? That is our number one job. And I want to ask, did anybody have a non-contact injury in the Super Bowl? Answer is no. No. Last year, Odell Beckham Mm -hmm. tore his ACL, non-contact injury. Mm -hmm. So the field was safe for the guys, right? Um, Second of all, you know, it's it's hard to exactly say what happened unless you were there. But over time and talking to some folks, kind of put together some thoughts, and I think we can all agree on it. Um, and then also I do want to know, I know a lot of the guys that, uh, were taking care of the field out there and they put in hours and hours and hours, actually, you know, I mean, just effort, like so much effort into it. And so, you know, I, I don't want them to be knocked either because they, they worked hard and they did a great job and, um, you know, the field was, it was, it was good, right? It's mm-hmm. just, it stinks that everybody's harping on the, the slipping. So let's dive into some science here. Um, so we, you know, everybody knows the process photosynthesis, but there's a opposite process of that at night called respiration. And what that is, is the grass releasing the energy from the day of photosynthesis. Well, the field is natural surface and in Phoenix where they were, or Glendale, Mm -hmm. um, in the winter time out in the desert, you have extreme swings of temperature, right? Hot during the day, cold during night. The roof was open that night, and uh, I believe, after discussing with some folks, that respiration actually started faster than it normally does. Hmm. What happens with that is when it's releasing the energy, that's where you get your dew, you know, essentially on the, the grass. We got to note that that field was ryegrass, um, and there's a difference between warm season and cool season. Ryegrass is cool season. Cool season grass grows straight up and down. Uh, warm season grasses grow laterally right so with that that leaf blade is going to have um, water on it and then you know it could cause some slipping right um the second point to note is that the their design out there is an amazing design you can bring the field out and in right right um but the last time they got to bring it out was wednesday Right. And so then it was in the stadium from Thursday on. And no matter what, you know, even with the roof open, you're still going to have shade line. It's going to start trying to um, survive. Right. And so then they had the practices of the halftime show, which in my opinion was actually a pretty good halftime show. Shout out to Rihanna. Right. But um, (laughs) if you looked at that stage, it ran from end zone to end zone, and then in between the hash marks. Where was everyone slipping? End zone to end zone, in between the hash marks. And what that does is that it causes compaction, it causes, um, you know, just all different sorts of traffic and everything, and, and it's going to mat that down and not give you as great as a footing, right? 
Um, so really, at the end of the day, like I said, without being there, it's hard to tell. But those are kind of the two mm-hmm. things we chalk it up to. Mm-hmm. The last thing is, is I don't want to throw blame because, again, I wasn't there <laughs> and I don't know. I don't want to throw blame. But you got to know what playing surface you're playing on. And with that, to the cleat changing point. Sure. So why didn't they have their 5-8 cleats, right? You know, if you looked, the offensive linemen, which they generally do wear, you know, um, longer cleats to get good footing as they're, yeah, right. they're moving their feet, none of the offensive linemen slipped, right? You know, um, so it's it's one of those things, it's like, okay, where do you want to throw the blame at? The, the thing that I hate the most is that, um, you know, just a personal feel is that we're trying to make a push for natural grass, and, you know... It just feels like they uh, they they were trying to knock natural yeah. grass. Well, I mean, there's a lot of people that want to bring up the turf and the injuries and so on and so forth. But, like, the one thing I want to point out is, so up at Kansas Wesleyan when I was covering them for five-plus years, they would have to make a trek to Sterling College every so often. Sterling College, I like the old-school feel because they're the only – only team in the conference that has natural grass Mm -hmm. and they also share it with with a high school so depending on when you play sterling you know if it's at the beginning of the year not that bad later on the year it could be pretty rough and i I always remember talking to coaches you're like man you're just just feels like you're so much slower so on and so forth and everyone wants to talk about injuries and that's the main thing right it's about player safety as you brought up so I just find it interesting that there's so many people that are like, you know, talking smack on, on turf and then you got this and then you have some people that like the turf over the natural grass and I'm like, what what really what is the best surface or is it simply just guys sometimes just get get injured? That's just the way it works sometimes. You bring up the cleat thing, I gotta I gotta ask about that a little bit more. Because the as a lineman, as a former lineman myself, but up in Seneca, it's not like we had specific cleats to change for certain atmospheres or certain grasses or whatever it might be. But you bring up how linemen would need to be a little bit longer. So you're telling me that skill guys, maybe a little bit shorter, that mm-hmm. type of thing. What type of, of, of surface requires shorter cleats, longer cleats? Dive yeah. right into it, Mr. So, ben Hartman. <sighs> You know, for artificial turf, you've got your rubber molds, okay? So then um, they're going to be more beady, if that makes sense, ball-looking shape. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, you know, back to the warm season, cool season, if you're on Bermuda, it's going to be tighter, so you're going to want some longer cleats to, to try to get through that surface and plant and everything. On ryegrass, which actually I just thought about this now, uh, you're going to want more like soccer style cleats because um, most soccer fields play at about an inch high of cut. Also, what's really interesting about soccer um, is that they actually water their field. Not not a lot, but they water their field maybe 20 minutes before the game, right? So why aren't the soccer players slipping, you know? Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's just one of those things that uh, – there's a lot. There's a lot to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I remember people talking about Ben Hartman, by the way, our guest here for the Wichita Wind Sturge here on the polls on ESPN, Wichita 92.3 FM. I remember people, I think after the fact, they were talking about the, the grass, and I thought I heard someone say, like, oh, it's kind of a different type of grass. It's kind of newer. Is, is that what happens as you as you 
get things moving along? Is there different ways to to like create newer grass? Is yeah, that like I a mean, thing? So <laughs> there's people that uh you know, I, I decided just to go to school to get my, my turf degree, but there's people that spend their whole life in school, PhD folks, um, studying grass, um, studying disease, insects, whatever. And they are constantly creating what we call cultivars. So if you look, you know, you have a general broad overview, ryegrass, Bermuda grass, um, zoysia, bent, um, just go down the list. But then you have... Um, what uh, I'm trying to think, I'm a very visual person, so I'm talking with my hands right now. <laughs> right. But you have then uh, Latitude 36 Bermuda, Tahoma 31 Bermuda, 419 Bermuda, you know, all these different types of uh, Tiff Tough. I love Tiff Tough. It's one of the most heat tolerant uh, grasses. But you have all these different types of grasses that, you know, you look at shade tolerance, heat tr- tolerance, uh, mm-hmm. drought tolerance. Cold tolerance, latitude 36, what we have here on the field is um, it, it, it's, it greens up earlier and it, it stays green longer. Okay. Okay. Fair, fair enough. All right. I want to get to this report here. Jo- George Toma, longtime groundskeeper. Very long. Very long. He's worked every Super Bowl. He's 94 years old. Mm-hmm. So he's he's seen some grass. He's seen some fields, to say the least. And he – said that there were some issues that plagued the field and according to Toma I didn't realize he was nicknamed the side father first and foremost mm-hmm. that's pretty funny <laughs> we got to get a nickname for you Ben Hartman the <laughs> side father that's pretty great he said the field was watered the Wednesday morning before the game promptly rolled into the stadium on the movable tray mm-hmm. that housed the grass field for the last time before kickoff four days later and he contended that the field should have been watered in the morning and kept outside the drive before mm-hmm. being rolled in. And there's a quote here. So he kind of described it, so on and so forth. A tarp was laid over the field to protect it from the rehearsals mm-hmm. for the pregame, as, you, again, you, you brought up. And then he said that there was this this odor that was there. He said there was like a rotten smell because he said that, uh, well, I guess when you have water, I guess that's kind of well, that makes the, sense, so- right? You know, most likely there there was probably disease starting to happen. As soon as you cover up that grass, you create an atmosphere um, for disease. That's why when we put our tarp over the baseball field, we really want to try to uh, leave it or take it off, keep it on, whatever you want to say, uh-huh. as minimal as possible. Because as soon as you do that, then disease, you're looking at, humidity heat um and then you know that like stickiness and it's gonna start eating away at the grass there's a really bad one that you can get when the tarps on the field called pythium and it, it's it's like a spider web looking thing uh-huh. and as soon as that happens you're if you don't catch it your field's smoked right uh-huh. um so again back to the point it's hard to say because i wasn't there i, I didn't physically get to see what was going on but it's actually a really good point. If they did cover it and as many times as they rehearsed, there could have been some disease starting. What about what about sanding? So the one yep, thing that top he, dressing. the one thing that he said was that it was sanded two weeks too late. Mm-hmm. That's what Potentially. that's what he said. Yeah, he said he only had one sanding. He should have had two or three sandings. I hate that they say sanding. It's called top dressing. <laughs> Does it say sanding in That's the article? That's what it says in the article. All right, we this, need is to... co- this is coming from George Toma. Like, this is, it goes, quote, oh. he sanded it two weeks too late. 
He had only one standing. He should have had two or three standings, but he didn't yeah. do blank. Yep. I, I can't reveal that word. <laughs> and that was it. And not only that, he didn't take care of it. He wouldn't listen to anybody. So he's he's kind of going on a personal attack, which I don't want to do that. Uh, I, I don't want to do that whatsoever. But more so, that's just what George George is saying. He okay. said, yeah, the standing, it was two weeks too late. And I'm trying to think of myself mm-hmm. like, okay, so what does he mean by that? So well, two weeks so, too late. So top dressing is the – the art of throwing a light layer of sand over the field. It fills in your divots. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps the grass root better. Um, and then also, you know, one of my favorite things is watching a game, whether it's a uh, football, really football or baseball, are the two that I notice it heavy, whether they, they plant and hit and you see that sand pop up or ball hits and you see that sand pop up. It's awesome, right? It's a good, it's a good side. It just helps for footing. It helps uh, play faster, you know, stuff like that. Okay, gotcha. All right. Well, that's good to know. George Toma, side father. So. <laughs> I've gotten to meet him multiple times. Yeah. He, is, he is a legend in the industry. Um, he's He's got an accolade of a career, uh, you know. One could dream of, right? Right. I mean, I mean is, isn't that kind of the goal when you for, hop into this? Yeah. Is kind of get the opportunity to do something like that? Worked for the Royals and the Chiefs for many years. I think he helped out the Twins on spring training multiple times. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he uh, he's he's a legend in the industry, and and it's one of those those guys that you just have nothing but respect for. Yeah, for sure. And you get a chance to listen, and I mean, the guy's been doing this for so many years, so he's seen the development over mm-hmm. the years, which. That part's got to be really cool. And really, the sports turf industry has really only taken off in the last 10 years. You know, it is already. Yeah, the turf. Yeah, right, well, um, not artificial, or, but natural, oh, right? Okay, and, gotcha. And, All right. And the process and the science and what we're doing and, um, you know, just the products that we use have just gotten so much better, and it's just constantly, constantly right. changing. Well, and now, and here's the thing, too, the way that designs are, are going for new stadiums, everyone's starting to do the whole Hey, you can take it out, do this, and bring it back in. Now, you don't have to do that everywhere, mm-hmm. but I feel like that's so cutting edge that I can see a lot of people start doing that. Anytime a new stadium's built or renovations mm-hmm. happen, it's going to be, hey, let's look at this. It seems to be the, the movement right now in, in the NFL and you know potentially baseball, whatever it might be. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's uh, just a money thing, but I don't – I just – I almost smirk or laugh when someone says, no, you can't grow grass here. You can grow grass anywhere you want. <laughs> it's a, it's about um, the, the tools and resources that you want to put into it. Right. Right? I mean, you know, absolute huge it's shout like out. It's with a lawn, right? It's, like, it's yeah. like you can do all these – like right now my lawn's looking really, really rough. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're going to put some stuff on it here before too long and get things going because at the end of the day – you want to have a good-looking lawn. Yep. And if we want a good-looking lawn, then you got to put some money into it. Just the way some, it goes. Put, put some time, money, and yep. resources. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that that's a very good point. It's Well, people are like, well, how can I uh, – <laughs> How can I make my lawn look like the field? And it's, well, I mean, do you want to be here for 12 hours a day and literally make this your full-time job? How many people have walked out here and go, hey, Ben, uh, how come how come I see nothing but white out there? What, what's wrong with the field? <laughs> how, how many people made that comment? Oh, uh, Yeah, they, you know, a lot of people don't know what grow blankets are, and we had them on for two months. and uh, A they, grow blanket. Yep, they uh, they pay huge dividends. They, they create a greenhouse effect, essentially, so they allow everything to come in, but then they don't allow heat to – you don't lose your heat. Um, they do a couple different things as well. They don't uh, – you, your soil temp, if you get below 32 degrees, which mm-hmm. can happen here 
actually, you know, you freeze and thaw. Right. Then you have uh, some winter kills, some detrimental things. You know, it's tough transitioning, getting back going. Um, and then the other thing they do is they don't allow the frost to hit the leaf blades. When frost hits the leaf blades, what happens is it loses its chlorophyll, and chlorophyll is the um, ingredient that makes a leaf blade green. Okay. And so when we pulled our blankets off on mo- Monday. I can help but think of Billy Madison, by the way. Yeah. He just- Chlorophyll, more like Boraville. Sorry, I couldn't resist. No, man. I'm sorry. I, I love it. I love it. Good, good, good catch. Keep, keep going. Um, sorry. No, you're good. So yeah, when we pulled our blankets off Monday, uh, it was phenomenal how much color we had. I was, I was extremely excited. And in fact, you know, one thing I really like to do, and my goal is to help grow the turf industry. Um, I am tweeting all the time about the field. So, mm-hmm. just a little plug: if y'all want to go look at some pictures or go look at that tweet and the good conversations that I had with the groundskeeper, it's just at Hartman Boy Seven. It's my last name, Hartman H A R T M A N B O Y Seven. And uh, yeah, just take a look. And in fact, you guys can see uh, some of the pictures from the grow blankets. Yeah, and just want to throw this out there real quick. Um, so you have. In addition to Wichita State, Wind Surge, High School Baseball, we have good to be a here. A lot of events starting to stream in, now. which is which is great. It's you, good. Had, you had football last year, which that was a success, extremely well. So, so we went. So here's how we're growing out here. Year one, um, and and this is how I speak here. Uh, you know, it's pretty easy. Um, yeah. 2021 was year one for us. 22 was last year. And then yeah. we're going on year three. Right. So year one, we had one football game. Yep. Uh, and it was also a COVID year. So I think we only had, what, 61 baseball games? Yeah, it was a probably. Or shorter yeah, season. something like that. Yeah. Year two, we had a full baseball season plus playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then we had four football games. Well, now coming into year three – we have, and I forgot to mention Wichita State. This is their third year playing. Right. So we have Wichita State. We have three high school games. We're going to have a uh, showcase in June. We're going to have potentially a um, scout day uh, for, for high school and college kids. Um, we're looking at potentially seven football games, I think. Oh, this my year. goodness gracious. Um, okay. Yeah, so we're growing. I'm excited, though. It's fun. Um, it's really fun for me. It's also cool because people come in here and they're like, how can a football field fit <laughs> in this stadium? And um, to transition it, is, it's it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. And then it's really cool to step back and be like, all right, good work, everybody. Yeah. Let's enjoy the events now. Yeah, enjoy it for a little bit. And then it's, all right, now we got to get ready for the next one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like enjoy it for, for a day, and then it's on to the next project. Ben, thank you so much for your time, as always, man. I really appreciate it. Can't wait to, to get baseball back here here in just a little bit with Wichita State and then yeah. off to the Wichita Wind Surge. So thanks again, man. Pat, thank you. Ben Hartman, our guy here for the Wichita Wind Surge, as he brought up. Go follow him on Twitter. I promise you, you'll you'll like it. You'll go on there, you'll check out the pictures, and you'll be like, man, look at all this cool stuff. Ben and his crew, they do a phenomenal job, and can't wait to see what happens here in 2023. All right, coming up next, we'll sneak in a little KUK State talk as they are both in action this weekend, regular season finales. Big one for K-State, for KU, still kind of big. We'll tell you about that next here on The Pulse on ESPN Wichita.